We speak in hyperbole sometimes. Biggest, greatest, highest. Mostly this is exaggerated when it comes to cinema. However, for 2009 film Avatar, it was a reality. Until recently, it was the highest grossing film of all time, wowing audiences over and over with its groundbreaking visuals and detail-driven filmmaking. Hollywood titan James Cameron would direct, write and produce the film over many years in certainly his biggest project to date. Once again partnered with composer James Horner, the score would be a distinct organic tapestry, giving the visuals of this alien world heart, affection and intensity. Hello again everyone, and welcome to another episode of Listen to the Film, a podcast where we explore a soundtrack's significance to a film and its longevity once the credits on the screen have finished rolling. My name is Chamilla, and welcome to Pandora. Starring Sam Worthington as Jake Sully and Zoe Saldana as Neytiri, the film would be set on the alien planet of Pandora, a planet where every indigenous being, plant and animal share a measurable connection to each other. Unfortunately for them, they are also rich in precious minerals which Earth's greed, need and want. It's no subtle message, Cameron clearly using the film as allegory for environmental and cultural decimation occurring in the real world. Along with the stunning visuals, the score would bring the fictional planet and its Navi to life. The late great James Horner would create a palette of music that would be traditional and cultural, yet not distinguishable to any peoples on earth. So determined in his goal to have this unique feel, he worked with an ethnomusicologist. By combining the created traditional Navi music with more traditional orchestral pieces, Avatar's overall score would be a rich experience and one of James Horner's best. The film opens by introducing us to the Marine Jake Sully, who recently has lost the use of his legs. He looks to make a fresh start on a new world, and as he arrives on Pandora ready to continue his brother's work, the score feels militaristic and industrial perhaps as a suggestion to what he first saw his job and the planet as. The avatars are essentially living, breathing vessels which are a cross between local Navi and human DNA. They require a human connection or driver to link with the avatar, thereby allowing total control. The hype with the film was real. Everyone was praising how realistic the avatars and the Navi looked. And they did. Graphical advancement like this blew audiences away. Cameron forever at the forefront of cinema had just widened the gap. As Jake links with his avatar for the first time, he forgoes procedure and sprints outside 
completely appreciating his new legs. The score introduces us to the world and shares a theme of lush beauty and thrill. Jake, along with his scientific handler, Dr. Grace Augustine, connect with their avatars and explore Pandora. This completely alien and dense world is fascinating to Jake and to us. As our protagonist escapes a terrifying beast, he loses the rest of the team and has to fend for himself overnight. Stalked by a pack of howling viper wolves, he is rescued by the graceful Neytiri. As they make their way through the forest, they are guided by the overwhelming bioluminescence. It lights the world with striking bloom and radiance, and the track will match our wonder at the spectacle. Think back to that moment when you first saw it. After a tense first meeting, Jake is accepted by the Navi and Neytiri will reluctantly teach him their ways. The first lesson is a connection between the Navi and all living things. The deity they believe in preaches of an all-powerful bond within nature. As Neytiri flies with her winged creature known as the Ikran, the score soars with a unique cultural flair. We have never heard anything like it but yet it feels so appropriate for the Navi. The lessons from Neytiri to Jake continue. Language, hunting, movement. At first clumsy, frustrating his teacher, but then through practice he slowly becomes one of them. The rhythmic score trickling through the montage as we see the first glimpses of a stronger connection growing between the two. is ready, ready to take the final step and find his own Ikran, which is a connection for life. As they climb the treacherous floating mountains, the true scope of this imagined world leaves the viewer envious of a place they wish they could go. With Neytiri watching, he faces off and wins over a suitable Ikran. The first flight will seal the bond. As they fly side by side, the choral score with traditional percussion is 
There's no other way to put it. It's beautiful. connection between Jake and Neytiri is even more realized. The score will continue in its hopeful bound, proving itself as the soundtrack's resounding highlight. Jake begins to realize his internal conflict. He's free and himself as an avatar, but trapped in someone else in the real world. Cameron intelligently constructs this battle within to give Jake a strength and a high purpose, but for now he feels lost. Asked to provide reports to the Colonel on where the richest mineral resource is and how to get there, Jake has been playing both sides. He has, however, finally earned his place as part of the tribe and considered a true Na'vi. As he and Neytiri playfully move through the iridescent night, the score reveals a more symphonic love theme as they become mated for life. bulldozers along with the man-made destruction is here. The colonel and the suits have used Jake's reports to begin their occupation and destruction of the Navi's most sacred tree. The machines and fire are no match for the arrows, as we see broken land all around. Jake tells the tribe the truth about why he was sent there. Heartbroken Neytiri and the others do not heed his warning that their home is in danger. As the gigantic tree comes down and the Navi are caught in the mayhem, the track Destruction of Home Tree is emblematic in more ways than just its title. The track will continue as the true measure of pain is seen on the faces of the weeping Na'vi. Their home, their connection to the land, and their symbol is gone.
In a community that is a dark shadow of its former self, Jake tries to bring the people together in a symbol of resilience. With his new, more formidable Ikran, he unites the Navi and gives them a purpose to fight back. With a rousing speech, he brings all the clans together as the score prepares us for war. With the Navi and nature fighting for their lives, Jake faces off with the Colonel and almost dies if not for Neytiri saving him. Driving out all the aliens, the Navi, of which Jake is now permanently a part of, reclaim the land as their own. We hear the jubilant choral arrangement so fittingly created by James Horner as we savour and take in the world of Pandora. Sometimes a simple plot is all you need to deliver a strong message. Cameron using his platform of entertainment makes everyone think of the parallels between Pandora and the real world. James Horner, by his own admission, found this the hardest score to create, but he sure did it. Giving credence to a culture and world that doesn't exist and making it so real. The choirs, drums and orchestral section commanded by Horner gave the appropriate voice to a piece of cinema history. Next time, we're going to do something a little different. Find me on social media by searching for Listen to the Film. My name is Chamilla. Thanks for listening. <laughs>